lab out, just caught a joint, had a hand out. Yeah, real nigga, talk snake to your told you bring your girlfriend, tell her bring her friends too. Tell me Hollywood, kinda weird. You don't really like it, but you gotta play the biz. Yeah, bet your last June, by next June, we were all in love and wanna fuck now. Uh, better love at the wrong time. Uh, spend the night at my high ride. Uh, oh, him and late on my hotline. Telling me I miss my homies and your mama cry. Late night, you're my boot thing, yeah. You're my cities with the blue thing, yeah. All brains to the most high leader. Dipped off in the hills with the Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh, you're gone now. Oh, baby. Don't call me. Don't call me. up guys this is another episode of overthought hey y'all i am jc and i am extremely tired. fucking tired tired as fuck <laughs> <laughs> in other news i am sk welcome back to another episode of overthought the show about the shit that you think a whole lot about and don't actually speak on fucking say fucking say um that song that you guys heard is by Gold Link. It's called Rough Soul. Um, so, funny story, I had heard about Gold Link because niggas be like, oh, you from DC? And I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, you listen to Gold Link? And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. So, uh, now that I've actually heard him, I am fucking with his music. And a little bit about him he has an MC who was lifted to the majors thanks to a groundswell of support. Washington, DC's own home team. Hey, shout out to DC. Shout out to DMV. Uh, Gold Link mixes forward-looking hip-hop, jittery indie rhymes. Jittery? Where the fuck? I've always be wondering, like, when they just make these like bios, like they just use interesting wordage. Jittery, <laughs> jittery indie rhythms. <laughs> jittery indie rhythms and heavy danceable beats that hark all the way back to the '80s and DC's go-go movement. Shout out to Backyard, UCB, TCB, uh, you. Uh, let me see, Brett Essence. Um, I ain't even gonna get into all the bands uh, like that, but um, we get it. Born DeAnthony Carlos, he lost his career as Gold Link James, sharing his vibrant, busy tracks online, earned him a following that steadily grew. Then he paused for a bit and reappeared in 2013 as simply Gold Link. So yeah, that was that was the homie Gold Link. That's home team. Um, I was just well, I was looking through his Instagram and I was like he looks just like a nigga from DC. He does look like a nigga from DC. That has been places. <laughs> he's missing like all I'm seeing like all, I'm, all he's missing is like the rolled up beanie. Yeah, like I mean, but he has those in some photos actually. Like yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's why I looked at him. Rolled like, up beanie, rolled up pants, and some high top boots. That's the nigga from DC. I say he looked like a nigga from DC that's been somewhere. Like, cause his style is still DC, but it's touched by other things. Yo, like niggas in DC really do have like this hella, hella exclusive ass style. Yeah, yeah. Like you can definitely point out yeah. a nigga from DC. Uh, where can you find this music at? Uh, of course, you can find it on the Overthoughts playlist. If you guys go into Spotify, excuse me, type in Overthought playlist or hashtag Overthought playlist. It shall pop up. And um, moving on. Great. Dope. How was your week? How's everything going? My week uh, was great. Um, I, let me see. I kind of, I checked um, a classist, uh, ignorant white racist motherfucker. Sounds Um, like a hearty fuck you to me. um, I, I worked a lot. As of 
tomorrow back into Sunday, it'll be like 12, 13 days straight. So I'm due for like at least three for their vacation. And, three um, or four, that's it? Yeah. Uh, I need this money, bro. I need this money. Uh, I don't, oh, 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 since the last time we talked, because we took a little bit of a break in between. I have taken my mother to Hawaii for her birthday. Um, she had a blast. She was kind of boring, though, because I forgot, like, she can't really, like, walk a lot or climb or she mm. doesn't like water. <laughs> you know, or, like black people. <laughs> like black people. <laughs> she doesn't like water or, or things that require lots of outdoors. So, you know, we went this to the beach. It's like, not she, the greatest place to take somebody yeah, against all of that stuff. But she always wanted to go. So I was like, okay, well, since she always wanted to go, I will take you. Um, so we went to Hawaii, and that won't cheap. So, and then my birthday also wasn't cheap in between two different continents and countries and all that, cities and all that shit. So, I mean, like, I need to make this money. Okay. And um, that was a, that was a bad. Did you really do that? Okay. Did you do okay. that for real? Okay. <laughs> need to make you this really sh- did it. Need to make this money. So yeah. Um, and then of course I did the calculations for London, and like I need money for that. So I was like, eh, I just need to make. Oh, this you really money. want to do this whole relocate across? Oh, nigga, it's done. Like I'm already, I'm already looking at places. Like I'm, it's like I don't know what you thought this was like. I feel I'm, like I only go. Nope, I can't say that on the air. That's not cool. What? Nothing. Oh, he's talking about like my rampant horrorism. I'm not even a whore no more. Lies like, you still tell. I'm not though. I'm not. I. That's, that's I why. left my you last. You claim that face. you're not a whore right now. I left that's because my last you want to project face. that shit on every fucking body else. Because you, you are a hoe. Excuse me. You are a hoe. You are you. You was a hoe in. Where are um, the receipts? If you move to certain cities, we'll, I'll have receipts. Nigga, that's <laughs> not, that doesn't justify that. You are internally, you like, you are uh, suppressing your inner Excuse me? thought package. How do you suppress your inner thought, your inner thought package? What does that even, <laughs> what does that even mean? I can't even say this shit because it's so fucking stupid. You what does that mean? You, you, it means like you want to be a thought, but. No, I don't. You know, like he has thought urges, and he, you know, it was kind of like how Issa in the show when she was just like, you know, I need to have whole face, and the homeworker was like, yo, you need to have whole face, just get the shit out your system, you know, boom, boom, boom. This is what I be telling Steve all the time. So you just need to have whole face, like just like run people. And I just want y'all to know. 
when this episode comes back from editing, all y'all are going to hear is a bunch of motherfucking laughter. So just sit there and be confused and laugh along with us because you're not going to get the joke. My week, since you <laughs> asked, you fucking asshole, was uh, pretty fucking great. There was some more news, uh, some more things that are developing in my life. Still can't say what they are, but I'm excited. Like, I have never been so fucking stoked. Mad geek, mad excited. So, I'm. Oh, also, my birthday is coming up. Just a short amount of 14 days away. I actually was going to go to New Orleans for my birthday and uh, <clears throat> chill and. I want this nigga to go out the country for his birthday. Cause Get drunk. I well, I can't because, you know, I got stuff going on um, around my birthday. So I can't really. Um, well, that's not going to. I mean, well, that stuff isn't still. I mean, you can still take a little two or three day vacation. Like, nah, like I got that thing. I got a recertification on the 8th. And then. Um, no, I just can't do that. I can't do that. Maybe I'll plan that big, like, out of the country thing for, like, next year. That sounds pretty dope. I'm planning for next year. You're 27? 26. Huh? What are you turning? 27. 27. Yeah, 27. That's, all. That's what I said. Why are you looking at me like that? I didn't hear what you said. Oh. That's why I asked you. Yeah. Fucking douchebag, bro. You are in I rare was asking, form. I was just asking. <laughs> 26 to 27. Goddamn, how is that being a douchebag? So, Hardy Fuck You for the week. I'm sure everybody. I'm sure everybody has heard about y'all good canceled friend. Kanye West and his antics. Some of y'all niggas still support him though. And um, some of you will. I oh wow that burnt like a motherfucker ouch. Uh like I I'm like I'm here for Kanye. I really do. Like I mean nah, I'm just he's not canceled, bro. I'm just not one for like here's the thing. I can't just write him off completely because he is Kanye, but I mean Watch me. The uh the two it's a fly, nigga. <laughs> to uh to to put it in retrospect, as Crystal said, um we don't got how we he went from George Bush doesn't care about black people to the ultimate Donald nigga who don't care about black people to Donald Trump being his dragon spirit friend. What does that energy. mean? So the quote says, I mean the tweet says it's Aragon. You don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. What the fuck is that even mean? He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with anyone. Any, any, everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. Followed by dragon energy. A photograph of him in a Make America Great hat again. A Make America Great Again hat. I can't speak today clearly. And then followed by a Make America Great Again hat that is signed by the grapefruit <coughs> tangerine uh, Donald Trump himself. He also um, posted like some links on Twitter to this like alt-right black chick that really hates herself and black people because she is black. He also said that Obama did nothing for Chicago, which what did... Kanye do for Chicago. Actually, and you know what's funny is that after reading his book, he did a lot for Chicago. He did a like, lot he, for it's Chicago. It's been grassroots. He's been grassroots in the shop forever. Like, I mean, like, so he's still doing things actively in Chicago. So. And he's moving back home. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. He's like, didn't he just buy like a house or something at home? 
in yeah. Chicago or something he's doing in Chicago. When um, the girls graduate, he said they was going to move back. Yeah. He didn't want them to finish, but their girls are going to college now. So, yeah. Um, so, they were like, yeah, well, they're going to stay until the girls go to college, and then after that, they're going to move back. So, yeah, Yeezy, Brad, what you done did for Chicago, homie, outside of, you know, create shoes. Not a goddamn thing. That cost too damn much for the people in the city that you live in to buy. And yet, somehow, these motherfuckers are finding ways to buy them instead of paying their rent. Yep. Just like that. No comment. No um, comment. Buying these damn Yeezys, but you on that bus stop, though. Sleeping on the air mattress, but you got them Yeezys, though. So, round of applause this week <clears throat> to this young lady who I would not consider myself a fan of, but I have to simply have to in the wake of Coachella. I have to give a shout out and a round of applause Miss Beyonce. to Miss Beyonce. Performance impeccable. Impeccable. I, I still a, haven't seen the uh I would like to see the the footage. All I've ever all I've seen so far is um like cell phone footage. I don't know if anybody got the live stream. Can you yeah, shoot the video? It? The video that I saw was the live stream, because let me tell y'all, I was not paying for Coachella. First and foremost, I'm not gonna pay to see Beyonce. No shade to Beyonce. But I'm not gonna pay to see Beyonce. I would, I'm not a big enough fan to spend that kind of but money. But Solange is, a, I mean, but Beyonce is a better performer than Solange. I, I'm, she is to the point where I would pay, you know, some exorbitant amount of money to see her perform. Creativity and her, to her creativity, her work ethic, her team. She is an incredible performer, um, easily legendary HBCU culture. Mm -hmm. So since you have not seen the, sh you so you haven't seen the show like. At all, I've seen uh, up into like one of the like I saw like I, yeah I've seen like the first twenty. Okay, so the way she started off this performance, uh, so you saw like I saw the first twenty minutes of the performance. So you saw like the bleachers, yeah, and yeah. you culture mm -hmm. was able to recognize what that was supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately because you know X, Y, and Z, and so I was like. Oh, she just brought the HBCU to Coachella. Like, I mean, me myself only because like I've grown up with it. So I mean, like, it's not really, you well, know. How many of us haven't though? It was a, to, how many? Really black. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but I realized, like, to put that in perspective, that on um, such a uh, an obviously a grand white level. Yeah. stage, such blackness. I mean, our culture, yeah. something that we hold like very, very, very dear. Right. I, it was funny, one of the guys, uh, one of the photographers, he's white, and uh, he was like, yo, we was at Coachella, and he said, you know what, and I respect, I really did not understand, but I, my boyfriend was going in, and he was ham, and he was excited. I'm drinking this that. Jack, and so I missed something. Did you say that this person is dating a black guy? Yeah, yeah, known Instagram photographer. Uh, dude's name is Luke Austin, and he's he has a black boyfriend. Mm. He wrote a post about it later saying, like, you know, I don't really know um, some of it wasn't for me to get. You know what? I, I take my hat off to him. Yeah. I think it's big of him to say. He was like, you know what? My my boyfriend did, and he enjoyed himself, and he had a good time, and I'm happy. To, like, how happy he was to see that. And he was like, that's all that mattered. And I'm what? like, that's real nigga shit. It, I, when you think about those of us who grew up, like, say, on the West Coast, where HBC. I feel like there's HBC in Oakland. If, even if there is, you know what I'm saying? The majority of those of us who are born and raised West Coast, unless 
unless we have some sort of connection Mm -hmm. to what's going on on the other side of the country or know somebody who went to one of those schools or something like that, they they wouldn't identify it, wouldn't recognize it either. And I think that's kind of sad. Yeah, they wouldn't. Well, no, I don't know about that, though, because it doesn't matter where... Unless they uh, run across it watching like YouTube videos or something like that. Okay, we'll wait. So I did a, a is a HBCU of 120th Street. So I feel like like that. I don't know. I'd have to Google it. But yeah, so they have one in the entire state. So it still wouldn't associate. They still wouldn't associate. Yeah, that culture. it might not. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, that's a good point. I never about. The, the ones that grew up out west, yeah, they don't have sometimes. Uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, that's a good, that's a fair point. I mean, one could argue, though, that a lot of the people out flight from the south to the west coast, just like it was the north and, you know, the Midwest. So there were, right, it's, it's not, not the, the same. same. Not if the same. I didn't have a mother after, after living in six, seven years, if I didn't have a mother who was a product of an HBCU, mm-hmm. I would have not been exposed to it because all I knew at the time was USC. I didn't think about an HBCU for real, for real, until the movie drunk exclusively for us, but that catered to us. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until then when I was like, for me. Right, that's true. Okay, I can understand it. Well, I mean, me in DC, I grew up around Howard, so that's one thing. Then, of course, the HBCU was a thing. Um, Then I moved to North Carolina, so that's there. And then, like, from being in Clark, that also didn't work. And then I went to the HBCU. I went to Florida Moore University in there. Um, so, yeah, like, I've always been around the HBCU culture. So, like, yeah, when I, when I see you, I was like, oh, she brought the yard to Coachella. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I wasn't even, like, I wasn't I, even really impressed. I was just like, oh, that's cool. I, I fully plan to, whatever children that I have, I fully plan to immerse them in that culture. Because I think back to what my childhood was, like going to those games with my mom and going to, traveling to go to homecomings, you know, how important that was to us. And I don't think I would want to deprive my children of that. Um, Speaking of future generations and all of that, my second round of applause this week goes to T'Challa, the Black Panther himself, Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, who has been announced as the 2018 commencement speaker for my alma mater, the Howard University. Shout out to you, Chadwick Boseman. Low key, he's also also alumni, for those of you who don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's alumni of Howard. I think I might go just to be there to see it, just to be there to hear it. Okay. I don't know if we can actually get on the yard to hear it, but I feel like I'll be close enough to where I can. I'll be close enough. I'll be close I'll enough be close to hear enough. him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even have right to see here. it. I don't even have to see it, but that's so golden. And the role that he has played um, in the movement overall, mm-hmm. especially for like the climate of the culture right now, I think it's also appropriate that he would be the commencement speaker for a school, which once again is so vital to our culture. Which has given us so many great people of color. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I feel agree. Yeah, I'm super, super excited about that. Um, Anything else? Do you have a hearty fuck you for the week or anybody that you want to give a round of applause to? Um, Gosh, man. Just put me on the spot, guy. Uh, he said I need to do more hearty fuck yous, um, y'all. He said he's sick of me not having no hearty fuck yous. So, 
He already said <clears throat> one. I be feeling like dude just forgets. Like he goes through the week, cusses people out in his mind. I remember the shit that happens to me, especially if it actually pisses me the fuck um, off. Um. Okay. So yes, that is usually what happens. Also, I just didn't to not give a fuck, um, and I let it go. But if we want to talk about one, so I was uh, recently I was with one of my coworkers. And um, this really super happy surfer California motherfucker. So now um, the the motherfucker worked at Disney, and I don't know if you ever know people that work at Disney, but their motherfuckers be happy all the time for Man. no reason. Um, you just be like it, just be too much happy. Like Literally I'm not the, like a painted on a glued on smile, like like the Joker. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the same brainwashing techniques. So um, like. Whenever I meet people like that and, like, they're white, like, I'm automatically on guard. Um, and they're white. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. You should be on guard just because they're white. I'm just be honest. Like, but, I mean, like, no, I'll be on guard of everybody white. But just, like, those people stick out like a sore thumb. Because I'm, like, you're really, really super fake. And, like, you've been taught to be super fake. Oh, yeah. That's and, like drilled in. And they have to drink the Kool-Aid. And I am distrusting of one that begets himself in such a way like I don't do it so um I, we're talking and stuff and you know it's cool and I'm still side-eyeing this this motherfucker and so there was this girl and she was upset and she wasn't like ratchet or nothing like that not to harp on respectab- respectability politics because that's bullshit but like she was just you know disgruntled as right. she has a right to be she has a customer she has a right to be and so do this, they though? Yeah, like not yeah. all the time. Not all the time, but I mean like 95, 90, a, I'll give it a solid ninety-eight percent. They bring they bring that shit on. As as a part in this situation, I would say yes, but I also don't agree with the policy of our company. Um, so I understood a frustration because that was honestly bullshit in my opinion. Um, but so she's a little upset. She's not yelling. She's not angry. She's just like you know speaking her mind. Whatever, cool. Um, and he's Mr. Happy, so I'm letting him deal with situations. I'm over here. I mean, my I mean my peanuts and drinking my infused water, and I'm just like I'm just gonna let you handle that. Right, right, right. That's all you right there anyway. So all right. Um, later on, he says, "Yeah, you know, just like these customers sometimes, you know, it's just this, 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 this culture of entitlement, and they expect this, and they expect that." And I'm agreeing with him, but I don't like his tone. I was because, about to say, well, that part's not wrong. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with him, but I don't like his tone. Then he says to me, yeah, I mean, like, that's why people like that just aren't successful. They're just never successful in life. People like what? Getting there. Um, people like her just aren't successful. Just aren't oh, successful. Oh, no. I can already see where this is going. This And I say, now. excuse me? Right. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just, she's just not going to be successful in life. I said, so let me stop you right here. You don't actually know her at all. Fuck well enough. Fuck anything. You don't even know her in passing. Especially for you to make whatever judgment. Whatever. That, that little microaggression, man. Whatever fucking, like, so for you to make any inference on her successes and or failures is an egregious error on your part because you don't know shit about her. That's the of first thing. It's ridiculous. Um, and then he goes on to say he apologizes and says you're right, but then he repeats it, and I'm paying attention to all of this. And he's like something about her discs or chakras. I guess chakra is chakra. California. I did not guess disc 
is like California Surf for White Boy for Chakra. I don't know. I'm not really sure. He's talking about her. He literally says her discs or something like that. I don't know what the fuck that means. What is he talking about? Like the, her vertebrae? Like the disc in her back? I, I don't understand. We, he said it in a way that meant like chakra or energy or something like that. That's what he was. Her uh, chi. I don't Channel is know. Inner I ain't never heard that shit before. Anyway, so he said that. And then, you know, he apologized when I corrected him. And then he said it again. And I'm paying attention to this. And then he says, well, I mean, you know, people that come from affluent neighborhoods, you know, like my neighborhood. Um, and I was go. like, here comes, here it comes. I said, excuse me? What do you mean people that come from, people that come from affluent neighborhoods, quote unquote, are some of the most snobbish, stuck up, Talk entitled about Talk about it. people that I've ever met and like that you will ever encounter. And he's like, no, 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 no. You mean like, I know, like, I mean, like affluent, affluent. Like, do you know what affluent means? I have. Oh, this, no, he did not. I have the 17th, sir. I had the 17th highest score in the state of 10 million on my reading and verbal SAT scores. Shut I the think fuck I up. know what affluent means. Dude. And he's like, well, such, 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 such. I mean, like. You know, people that come from my neighborhood, this and that. And I was like, well, I mean, no, because people that come from your neighborhood, people who come from, quote unquote, your type of neighborhoods, you know, can be, you know, snobbish and pickheaded and stuck up and entitled. They're some and of the racist, worst ones. And racist. Let's I not leave that I, one I out. wasn't going to do that because we was in front of customers. I was like, I was paying attention. I was matching him going level for level with what he was doing. He was basically saying everything, but these niggas over here and these white folk over there. Right. He was and, trying his hardest to cover that up. And I... Uh, Yet again, corrected him, and I said, you know, not only is what you're sounding, like, really, really kind of sort of borderline racist, but again, you don't know exactly where she lives. Right. Like, you can't really make that inference. And then on top of that, what did he say? He said some shit that set me off. He was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, man, because, you know, I own a business outside of this. So this and I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop talking about this because I'm angry. And Period. I'm getting angry. Period. I'm getting quite And I'm finna upset. slap your ass. <laughs> getting quite upset. And he's like, okay, but... I mean, you know what I said? Oh, I said... We're gonna, I said I we're done. I said we're done. Okay. Oh, the cockass. But we're still cool, right? We're still cool. Yeah, no, not when no, you talk like not that. Not at all. <laughs> not when you talk like that. We're not... So, that was my one kind of, like, trigger this because... As I realized how angry I was getting when I started forgetting what I was saying. Like, I was talking so fast that I was forgetting what I was saying. And that's never good because, like, in my family, we have a tendency to, like, black out and, like, savagely beat people. And so, <laughs> like, niggas go black and wake up and bitches is in corners on the scared. Like, we're... My family has that tendency, and I have it as well. It don't happen nearly as much as it happens to other people in my family. I'm way more cool and even-headed. But there are times when I get really mad and I lose time. Like, things just happen. It's Absolutely. Like, so I was, I just realized that. And I was just like, yeah, we're going to stop. And then, because I can't. And then, and then to talk, and then, and then to top it off even more, I was talking to it was myself, another black guy, and a white woman. She was cool. She was funny. Had me hella laughing. She was telling us about how this motherfucker was like, oh my God, the new Roseanne is such an, a good show for... You mean the Trump supporter? Yes. She was, oh. like, she was telling me how he was like... I don't have the like, bandwidth to deal with this she bullshit was, She was telling me how he said that the new Trump, the new, excuse me, well, you might as well call it the new Trump, the new Roseanne was such a good show and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, 
Oh, so I didn't even write to slap this motherfucker. But then I done lost my job and it was a whole thing. So yeah, no, but that was just that was that was just my thing. Um, that's what happened to me. Um, that's a significant thing. There are other things that have happened, and I've since let that go, which is why no, I kind no, of no, forgot no. about Fuck, it. No, but no. for about a day and a half, I was like real upset because I was like, I can't believe this motherfucker had the audacity to talk to me, a black person. But my friend offered another perspective on it. He said. I don't think what you experienced with so much racism, he said what you experienced was classism inside of racism. And I said, please explain. He said, it's not the fact that he forgot that you were black. It's obvious you, you're you not exactly light-skinned. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like Talking about not exactly. Not at all, actually. Not at all. Not at all. Not even halfway not, passable. Not a halfway passable nothing. I am a nigga. And uh, he said, it's not that he didn't think that you were black. He associated you with a different level of quote-unquote class than them so he felt comfortable talking to you about them because he felt that you were relate to him on at his class level and not see his comments as what they were which was not only classes but tinged with racism and i was like i hadn't thought about that and i think you're right because there's no way for him to say that he didn't mean it like that okay i don't buy that as an excuse anymore Okay, and the reason that I don't buy that as an excuse anymore is because it's rooted in insensitivity and naivety. Mm-hmm. Because if in this day and age you don't realize that what you're about to say is going to piss a bunch of black people off, if you're not sensitive enough to know or to pick your words better, phrasing matters and words mean things. Words mean things. Words mean things. And if you're not smart enough to go, hmm. I mean, even stuff as simple as picking your adjectives better and picking your conjunctions better mm-hmm. will change the entire conversation, the entire tone of the conversation. Mm-hmm. If your intention was not to be racist or classist, then there was another way for you to say it. And I promise you, he knew the other way to say it. So I don't buy into that shit about how, oh, I didn't mean it that way. No, you said what the fuck you wanted to say because of who that motherfucker is in the motherfucking oval. Because all of y'all niggas done got... Real loose-lipped nowadays because y'all president goes around grabbing bitches by the pussy. Which is why the pimp hand itched and I Boy. stated, I stayed my own pimp hand. And I, I don't do this often. I wouldn't have stayed shit. But I was on the clock and I doth not fuck up the coin. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus and Mero. Boy, Dog. they held it together with DJ Envy. DJ Envy Dog. just came at them, caught not. them dickhead and pussy. And told them that they were going to apologize for what they said about Don't his wife. Know. And then after apologizing, nigga, nigga still gets up, yeah. walks away from the. Who the fuck does that? Yep, yep, yep. So, Jew, he was like, you know what? I apologize to him because it's not worth fucking up the coin. And I take my hat off to him because I agree 150 fucking percent. That's ridiculous. Never, never, never mess up your money. Yeah, never mess up my money. Matter of fact, as I told you in the car earlier, I, I have been invited to an event going on in the month of June, and there will be some people there that are on the political side that I do not agree with, and that I do not, and if y'all know me, I do not shy away from giving a bitch my opinion. Um, but yeah, for either. the for the greater good of the babies, the black babies, I will shutteth my mouth slightly. And I will bite my tongue also slightly, and uh, yeah, like that's just what that's just where we at with it. Um, but yeah, 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 it was um, it was definitely a moment where I was like, did this bitch just? 
It really what is I one of the moments. Thought he and they said, and then repeated it and then repeated it. and they say it right and then it, sometimes it's like you don't even because you don't think they bold enough to say that goofy ass shit. I mean, I literally you, corrected him. He apologized and then repeated himself. Like he didn't like, take the correction in the first place. Because he, if like, he didn't take the correction when you corrected him, that means that he said what he meant to say. Exactly. Which is why I said the conversation. Because I was like, you're not going to sit up here and talk about black people in my presence and like think that I, a black person, ain't going to get mad at you. Like, I am not an Uncle Tom. Like, I'm not one of those niggas that moved. I am not Kanye. And they, <laughs> and they act so I am not surprised. Mr. West. They act so surprised when you're ready to fade them. Like, like if somebody was to come at you, now granted, we just quiet as kept or disclaimer or whatever the appropriate word is we disrespect white people on this show all the fucking time hell black people honestly disrespect white people in public many a time but i mean to be fair like so not we have, so but we have, we have cause bit. yeah we have cause to do that like that's literally the only thing that we have sometimes is to just curse you out like that's that's all we got like we and got especially when you are well and 150% completely deserving of it if you, if you are deserving of it, I'm not. I don't see if you have earned the right to get cussed out. I don't see why I should be deprived of the right to cuss you out. Agreed, 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 friend, agreed. Like, and I just, you know, I, I mean, you know me. I curse. I've cursed many a bitch out. I've I've gone zero to a hundred. I've gone ratchet to Ivy League. I've gone somewhere in the middle. Like I'm capable of that because I am black, and I am middle class. And I, I really am think the I could dual just, part of. I really think I could just put it on my resume. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, wanna, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I should put it on my resume and just be like, I am, I am well versed in the art of reading a bitch. Like I really. <laughs> <laughs> well, my library versed. card works. Well I versed. use that bitch often. I even subscribe to online issues. Like, that's to how you. good it be. I am nigga. so good at getting a bitch right the fuck together. A bitch and a nigga. Because, and, and when I say bitch and nigga, I'm talking about black people. Now, black people, that's one thing. But white people, I have a PhD in telling you about yourself. And I'm rather proud of it. I probably shouldn't say that in this upcoming thing that I've got coming, though. I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But, so yeah, moving on from that, that was my um, hearty fuck you for the week to that motherfucker because, bitch, I almost pulled your surfboard out of imagination and beat the fuck out of you with it. Like, I literally almost did and... Mm-hmm. I was actually really proud of myself because I handled that situation very nicely, and, and I'm, I'm sure the used it. I'm sure the ancestors would have been proud of you. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a minute. She see money all around me. I like black on the man. I did not know this was going. Love this song. Okay. It's a cure soundtrack. Nigga, I bumped that shit for like three months straight. Yeah. Yeah. And we back. We back. Oh. We back. We are. We are back. back. Why do you think I played the music for it, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was just, I was just playing songs. Like, no, nigga, we back. That's why I played the music, nigga. Welcome back to Overthought. My name is Steve, also known as SK. There's somebody else sitting on the other side of the table. Uh, JC, i.e. that nigga. 
um, aka B nigga, BKA, probably yo nigga. <laughs> you done? Yeah, that was kind of whack on the last one, but I was going somewhere with it. I'll do better next time. You be, you know, last week you did this thing with the Family Guy thing. And do you know that I listened to that Family Guy? So you saw that episode. You see what I was saying? I've seen the episode, but but the it was so it was like cringeworthy. <laughs> like I was like, what, my dude? Like it was the randomest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we doing with the overthought conversation for the week? Um, mm. there's there's tea and cake. Um, real good cake. Tea is at a real good temperature right now. Um, but <laughs> I love my tea, man. Clearly, I went into David's Tea. I just got I went into David's Tea in the Outlet Mall in Chicago. Oh my God, yeah, I'm about to drop like a good hundred on um, tea. So like, you have the big decanter, which is what you use at home. So you put the loose tea in it, put the hot water in it, and then it goes over the cup, and you press a button, and it goes, and it puts all the liquid in the cup, and it doesn't put any of the tea leaves in it so i'm getting that um it comes with three canisters of tea one syrup flavor like they have flavor flavor like they have uh different types of agave like vanilla flavored agave orange agave um they have like you are totally into this i love tea i like i don't know what happened i became a tea snob i like just love tea and so um they have that and then i'm gonna get uh, it comes with a teaspoon like it's called a perfect spoon so you dip it in, it gives you the perfect measurement of tea. So it comes with that, the three canisters of whatever teas that you choose. And I'm going to grab, um, they have a travel tea mug, where it's essentially the same thing, but it's in like reverse. So you put the tea at the bottom, put the hot water in, and then it's a it's this sleeve like this cup here. And then you put the other thing inside of it, and it pushes the water into the container and separates the water from the tea. So you can drink it on the go. So I'm about to spend like at least a good 100, 120 in that side shop. When I get Who paid. I me to tell you how to spend your bread? Do what oh you feel necessary. That bro. tea, oh my God, it's so good. I'm like, yo, I'm coming back. Like, I'm like, my nigga, I'm, I'm coming back. It's a white boy. I think his name is John. I'm like, John, gonna be back, bro. Um, So yeah, uh, sidetracked by tea. I love tea. Come um, on back. Come on back. Um, Currently drinking masala chai. But anyway, uh, so... What we're going to talk about now, we talked about it a little bit last show, goals and hopes, aspirations and dreams and shit. We about to get real inspirational niggas. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, we about to get real like Iyanla on y'all. So, like, <laughs> read this to the ancestors. Yo. <laughs> she do do that, too. <laughs> she went in. She went straight hard on uh, what is that big nose girl from Love and Hip Hop? The light skinned girl the that hates dark skinned people? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know her Hazel, name. Hazel, Hazel E. I don't know her name because I don't watch the show, but I heard She about made her. Hazel E. First off, I didn't know Hazel E made music. Let's start there. First off, I didn't know Hazel E was a person. I thought it was like a, a musical note. I thought they were like, oh, you mean like E flat? Oh, that's a person? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Right, so she apparently makes music. Hmm. And she was recently on a, on an episode of Ian La Fix My Life, which for those of you who don't know, the talk show host from the late 90s, early 2000s, Ian La Van Zant. Ian La does a show where she fixes people's life, mm-hmm. right? So Hazel E comes on the show and Ian La takes Hazel into this room 
where there are all of these figures of black history. And she makes Hazel read the lyrics of her song to like Rosa Parks and Ruby D and all of these other people that are pictures on Yama's wall. And Hazel's literally standing there with the I eat ass face with her lyric sheet in her hand talking about pop my pussy, pop, pop my pussy. And it was the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Iana literally said, she read the lyrics and then she handed them to Hazel and said, read that to the ancestors. <laughs> Do you know who this person is? And Hazel's like, no, you need to know. You need to know. Read that to the Read ancestors. this. Go ahead, read that to the ancestors. And it was the funniest thing ever. Cause I'm in my mind, I'm like, what really would Rosa Parks say if somebody whom she sat in her spot on the bus for came up to her and said, pop my pussy, (laughs) (laughs) pop, pop my pussy. Like seriously, it was the most embarrassing thing. We're back. Okay. We're back focused. I guess I gotta like YouTube the episode now because I'm interested in uh, Hazel E popping the pussy for Rosa Parks. So I mean, like you know, I, I, I may be here for it. I may be there for it. I'm not really sure, but we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna Google that and uh, I will. Are you looking for it right now? I am. <laughs> you know, I am. I am intensely looking for this right now. Oh like, wait, Iyanla has Hazel E read her lyrics to photos of trailblazing black women. And no, I don't want the ad. So, um, literally, so I found this video and I'm gonna play this clip where Iyanla makes Hazel read that pussy. Li- pop pop her pussy. Pop for that pussy. Pop pop that pussy. Hey. That's enough. That's really kind of funny. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, um. So we're actually supposed to be for the overthought conversation this week. Last week we told you all that we were going to discuss this week how to hone in on 
your goals, how to actually focus on your goals, and how to prioritize those goals. So, JC, what has worked for you in terms of prior or how do you prioritize your goals? Do you do it based on like a time limit? So, do you set like, okay, this is my immediate goal year, five year, 10 year? How does that work for you? <coughs> well, Leona, um, read this to the ancestors. <laughs> read it to the ancestors. Uh, so, uh, Martin, Malcolm. Uh, what we do is I found that um, over the course of life, uh, having timelines for goals is good. However, um, having strict timelines is detrimental because as a human being um, that is alive in this thing that we call life, life often happens. And so when you have these stringent timelines and something happens that causes you to miss a timeline, Man. you then like kind of internalize that deadlines, and you, deadlines. yeah, deadlines. You, you internalize that and you kind of like beat yourself up about it subconsciously or consciously and it becomes a thing instead of you accepting that this is life and life happens and sometimes, just sometimes, it's not the way we want it to. And it, in fact... 95% of the time, life happens in a completely different way. Different than what the fuck you had planned. Life be like, <laughs> oh, that shit cute. Oh, my God, sit your ass down. And so, you know, when you sit your ass down, you go in a corner, um, it's supposed to be a reflection time and not necessarily a punishment thing. I mean, like, because everything in life is a lesson. You have to look at it that way. So I got rid of these really stringent um, timelines stringent stringent um stringent i know what you're trying to say yeah i don't like uh, my brain be like ever since i started reading again like it'd be so many words going in my brain you stopped reading yeah i stopped reading for like two three years honestly and then like i just got back into it again like i just be reading different books and so like literally words go in my brain like a price is right like thing and it my brain thinks faster than my words can talk so like i just i just kind of pick the first word that sometimes a mixture of three words on the, on the board it's really just like those stark boundaries um that give you like no room mm. they can be poisonous but let me ask you this what goals did you have that had hard deadlines on them um, and hard deadlines usually it's ironic um my hard deadlines are usually they usually uh, involve a relocation of some sort. So um, London is a hard deadline for me because I'm not renewing my lease. So I need to kind of have my shit together so I can do X, Y, and Z. You know, and even then it's a hard deadline, but it's 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 flexible in its inflexibility. So that's one thing. Uh, moving to Atlanta was a kind of like a hard deadline with an open pathway you understand what i'm saying like the one thing i've learned is you have to be completely open and receptive excuse me to the universe in the ways in which you want to accomplish something and not closed off because if you're closed off you could be missing a blessing or you could be missing an opportunity that you need um so nothing is really ever like concretely siloing me um everything is like i have a very i might have a hard-ish deadline and then, you know, I'll have a time frame. That's that's a better way to put it. I'll have a time frame. I won't have a timeline. I'll have a time frame. Okay. And I'll work that within that time sense. frame. 
How about that? So yeah, but not a hard deadline, but a time frame. So we'll do that. And when I switched from hard deadlines to time frames, life worked out a lot better for me. Okay, so, so if you were to if you were to label an immediate goal that you have, what would that goal be? And this can be personal, this can be professional, um, anything like that. Um, I was going to say I don't have any, but then I realized, like, okay. That would be terrible. That would be, because, I mean, I have goals, but none of them are immediate. But then I kind of realized, I'm like, okay, well, you have, so people think that a goal needs to be, like, this astronomical thing that is completely semi-tangible. And it's like, no, a goal could be something as simple as, like I said, next week or the week after when I get paid, I'm going to get my teeth set. And then, you know, also I need a bike because I miss my actual, like, my, my riding bike, not a motorcycle, but I miss my bike. So I'm like, okay, the next, ch- I actually put this on my Facebook. I was like, the next big check is going to be my tea set because I love my tea and it's going to be my bike because my bike is not only my exercise, but I use it to get around as well because I ain't got a car. So, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are goals for me that are immediate, that are tangible. You know what I'm saying? So those are two of my goals currently. Um... But other than that, like, you know, I take goals month by month, sometimes week by week or day by day. Like, it's never really this. I have big goals and I have big pictures. And then, you know, I kind of I read a, I read in a book um, one time that it's a good way to achieve your goal is to start with the goal and work your way backwards, not work your way forwards. So actually, if you have a goal to get a car, write down as if, OK, I have this car. It costs X amount of dollars. Then write down the steps backwards that you would do in your mind to get the goal instead of writing from goal first to that because if you write backwards it forces you to conceptualize the things that you would actually need to do to do the goal as if you already did it you know what i'm saying so it puts you in a different mind frame than oh i want this and i could get it this way instead of i have this and i got it like this Mm -hmm. type that so how do you you might have just answered this already but like how do you focus in on that or on whatever goal it is that you have like what is your uh roadmap or blueprint so to speak on making sure that you have allocated um whatever you need to allocate to make sure that you achieve the goal how what is that process for you um allocated whatever i have allocated uh that is also kind of like one of those day by day, week by week things. I take it on a case by case basis um, because a lot of times, like you can't do exactly what you want to do. Like, okay, goal is to not necessarily have a quote unquote summer body, but to get back in shape. Um, so getting back in shape is a process in and of itself. Since I've been quote unquote out of shape for so long, so now I gotta like you know. Hey, you was a regular old fat boy. Mm-hmm. I gotta re do things i gotta resituate my life in a way that it's organic so that way when i start making these habits excuse me they stick instead of me falling off mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying so you know as a result i've altered my eating habits i started very slow i started very incremental and then i worked my way up now it's like okay i infuse my water i have fruits yogurt and motherfucking grains for breakfast i go to the gym at least three times a week when possible sometimes you know you have really rough work weeks and you don't get a chance to go but at least Man, three that to was four, my whole life exactly three to four times a week and you know 
still taking my, you know, my protein, eating better, like, you know, a little shit like that. Like, it's just, and this is all in the span of roughly about two to three months. And I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm still a little tabby, but motherfuckers love it. So, all right. You know, I think play. for me, um, I struggle with not putting hard deadlines on things. Um, and that might be because I have this uh, tremendous need for structure. And I also know that I will get complacent or stagnant. I can get complacent and stagnant very easily. So for me, I'm, I'm almost forced to put the strict goal, the, the hard goal, like I need to have this done by this day. Otherwise, I won't actually attack it. You okay. know what I'm saying? And that and that could be because I prioritize things, you know, in my head. And you relate to it, I'm sure. But it's like, even though we're in the age range that we are, our minds are so busy with the things that we have to do that for me, I can get sidetracked in the things that I have to do day to day. I have to do X. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And then I will neglect whatever the long-term goal is because the long-term goal is not what's pressing right now. Okay. And so I end up having to put a hard deadline on it. That's like, okay, you for the long term goal, long term or short term. So if I think short term, I can think short term for me could mean the end of the year. Okay, that can be short term for me, but that I would still not have a short term goal. It is to me. I think when I think long term, I think five years. That is, you are correct, but you have to reexamine exactly what a short-term goal is for you because i mean like if it, it, you have to examine what the goal is what the intended outcome and how you intend to get there so if you intend to buy a house unless you have been saving up for that house for the past three years you're probably not going to get it in inside of a year do you understand what i'm saying like you have to actually reevaluate that. actually there are ways I mean, there are ways. There are ways around that. The average motherfucker, let me say, like, the average person, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you've actively been preparing to buy this house Mm -hmm. for the last two years at least, you up and deciding in January that you want a house, and then you up and getting it in, like, say, November, that may not work out the way that you I think that qualifies as a... Buying a house for nobody, no normal average person should be considered a short-term goal. That can't... That well, can't. That, I mean, but that's what I'm... That, that was the example that I'm using. I'm using that specifically for that reason. You have to match your time frame with your goal. You have to match the time... You have to match your time frame or your time deadline for the size of that goal. I agree. And that's, I why, agree. that's why I use the house to... Most people can relate to I agree, to but that. then that's also why I said short-term goal, because I wouldn't equate... Short term for me is a year. Like, I wouldn't equate um, buying a house and say, oh, my short term goal is to buy a house. Mm. And I'm thinking that's by the end of the year. That's, well, that's, but that's not, what No, but that's what I'm saying. I wasn't, I was using it as a general example, not to speak to your specific example. Right, right, right. But, you know, if your specific example is something that is uh, feasible in a year, then by all means, a year could be a short term goal. But again, you kind of have to, again, re look at what you want, look at what you need to do to get there. And be realistic in the fact that, okay, maybe a year is too too rigid. Let me do a year and a half. Let me do a year and a quarter. You, you know, know when I like was that? younger, I remember, so, guys, this was when I was young, dumb, and stupid. I mean, young, dumb, stupid, broke, all that stuff. 
I used to have this goal for myself because I had this picture or this image in my head of where I wanted to be by a certain age. And I told myself that I had a goal to be married and done having children. Married and done having children at 25. You know what happened to that goal? I turned 24. Yeah. When I turned 24 and I realized that that was like nowhere on the radar, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe this was far-fetched, but I wanted so bad to honor it because I had held it for so long in my mind. Like, this is what I wanted. And and wait, wait, and to stop you, that's not to say that you couldn't have achieved those things. It just may have made life extremely miserable. But when I wasn't on track to, at 24, I was not on track to achieve. I mean, if you wanted to at 24, you could have gotten married and gotten somebody knocked up and had a kid by 25. You could have done that. But you had the common sense enough to be like, hey, that probably ain't going to work out too well. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, uh, and I, you know what I'm saying? I pushed that deadline back. Obviously, at this point, my perspective on marriage itself has shifted. Like, at this point, I'm not even like thinking about whether or not that's even a possibility you know what i'm saying i just don't i though i honor the concept of marriage or the institution of marriage rather Mm -hmm. i don't think that i don't know that it is still something that is is possible given the culture that we live in currently Mm -hmm. um there are so many factors that just make the idea of marriage sound unfeasible. I mean, I ain't never liked the idea of marriage. Of course you're not. You're a hotel. Fuck you. <laughs> you just the whole bitch? Uh, no, that actually would be... <laughs> there, you, there you go with that... Uh, but yeah, like, nah, I ain't never liked the idea of marriage, especially not the Judeo-Christian version of marriage oh that causes people to cheat and adulterers and DL niggas and women it's just too much and it's just like I've never liked that idea I was never a fan of it I remember being vividly vividly I was six or eight I was in North Carolina at my aunt's house and we was watching like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the episode where Hillary was getting married to Trevor and um, boy she loved her some Trevor she loved her some fucking Trevor and I remember asking my aunt and it was either my mom or my aunt's friend I can't remember and I remember asking him, I said, what exactly is marriage? I don't understand. And she was like, well, it's when a man and a woman love each other and they stand in the church and they get married and they be together forever. And I was like, forever, ever? And she was like, yeah. Forever, ever? Forever? And I was like, forever, ever? Exactly. And I was like, you mean like until you die? <laughs> and then by then, like my aunt and her friend are laughing and they're like, yeah, until you die. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I like that idea. I don't think that's for me. And 22 years later, I'm still right there with it. Like, no, it's just not anything that I, not to say that I'm against commitment, but just marriage, marriage in and of itself was never. But I mean, are you not against commitment considering you're considering you're, you're identifying yourself as a polyamorous at this point. That would be a committal thing between myself and two other people. Yes, you are correct. So I'm not against commitment. I never have been against commitment, but just the idea of marriage just was never something that a like. For, let's break it down. History lesson: marriage was never about love, ever. Marriage and love is this new thing that has come about with these, you know, with us. Marriage was originally a business arrangement, and where two families joined, economic. Um, 
economic resources, familiar resources, and it tied them together. Marriage was an agreement. People didn't get married because they loved each other. People got married because their families needed cows and they needed to keep the bloodlines together. If you doubt it, you can look it up. Marriage didn't come with love until like very early in the latter half of the fucking millennia. Like marriage was never about love. Marriage was a business arrangement. So let's keep that 100% 100. Now, the instant- If only y'all could see the way. I know, and he looking like he looking, but that's cool because he got he has issues with logic and the truth. We ain't even gonna get into I don't have issues yeah, with logic do. and the- um, but, uh, oh boy. but, but, like I said, marriage was always a business arrangement and love came afterwards. Um, so just marriage now, it kind of, I don't know, I kind of see it as unnecessary. I mean, like, unless you want a symbol of your love and you want the world to know, okay, fine, cool, whatever. Um, and, but I'm just like, I mean, why? It was kind of like arbitrary to me, like spending money on rings, especially the American concept. Nobody else does that shit except for us. Spend thousands of dollars on a fucking ring. Like nobody else does that shit but us, and that's capitalism. So I mean, like you know, examine things, think thing, think things through, question everything. Just like Jay Z said, question all that shit. So I mean, like you know, so that's not here nor there. If there was one thing that you wanted to give advice to someone who was having trouble achieving their goals what would that be um introspection elaborate you need to seriously examine whether a this goal is attainable in the ways that you are trying to attain it you need to examine why you want to achieve the thing that you're trying to achieve if it is indeed a need or a want and wants are fine wants are completely fine but not all wants are justified so you need to figure out if this is a need or a want that is important to you and then after doing that depending on whether it's a yes or a no if it's a no okay well you set a new goal and you move on if it's a yes well you figure out why and this doesn't have to happen overnight this literally can happen over the course of a week or two a lot of the biggest decisions in my life and goals have been me working through them subconsciously and consciously for months um but you have to like i said just re-examine it if it's a no leave it try something different if it's a yes well examine how you could possibly do things different to achieve it examine the failures in the past and learn from those failures and last but not least, write shit down. An idea written down. Oh, yes. Write the vision and make it plain. That's what the, an idea that's what the written down says. is 10 times more likely to happen than an idea in your head. So when you put things on pen and paper, it's something, it's something, uh, There's something about it. It's something I'll, I'll even be a little spiritual here. It's something about taking an idea that you've pulled out of the nexus and you actually put it you take the energy from that idea you let that energy run through your brain and then from your brain to your hand and you let that hand write that energy on paper for you to see it's a continual cycle of reminding the universe that i want this so i need to do this and the universe pays attention to that so there you go absolutely all right guys um that's one that was our overthought conversation for the week i challenge you all to take a reflection um on your goals and prioritize those goals and how that you can focus in on achieving them if in fact you have been struggling to do so 
we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss one other thing that is has been I have sh has been shown proven to me to be essential to my personal life. Oh, this show essentials. Okay, cool. Yeah, nigga. And we are going to talk about the importance of having <laughs> this. I, love, I like him because he be like, whatever we do stuff, like he tie it back into like the script and the program. So we're going to discuss the importance of having a mentor to help you to achieve those goals that you are struggling to achieve on your own. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back, Overthinkers. Once again, my name is Steven, also known as SK. There's somebody sitting on the other side of this table. Um, that would be me, JC. And um, unlike SK, I'm not a hater. So hater. keep it moving. On you? Of course. I can never. So guys, uh, we're coming back to pick up on our conversation. So this week for my essential, it ties into the Overthought conversation in terms of goals and how you can help to how you can be helped to achieve those goals the importance of having a mentor so JC what do you know a mentor to be um mentor is basically someone that's smarter than you that has accomplished more than you that can direct you in one way shape or another onto the path to complete the things that you want to do. It's like a lifeline. Mentor is a lifeline. It's actually pretty damn good. That's yeah. a good analogy, a lifeline. Yeah. So the Oxford Dictionary defines a mentor as an experienced or a trusted advisor. So I think about my own life um, and the goals that I have, um, and I realize how just how influential my mentors are, because I do have more than one. Um, but I realize how much stuff that they have had a hand in in terms of my success when it comes to um, education, when it comes to music, when it comes to my spirituality. And um, actually very different aspects of my life. So in multiple, in multiple aspects of my life, I have a mentor for a lot of different things. Um, let me ask you this. What do you envision yourself doing within the next five years professionally? So I'm a polymath. Um, for those of you who don't know, polymath means a person that is skilled in more than one area and exceeds in being skilled in more than one area and not a lot of people can do it. Um, so I don't really know if I see a certain thing. Maybe, I, I don't know, like I would like my my foundation that I want to start up, I would like that to be on and popping. Um, Tell me more about this foundation. Uh, basically, I mean, it ain't really got a name and stuff. We're still working on it. But what I really want to do is um, I want to take young black kids from the inner city and I want to take them to Africa for one to two weeks and then to Europe or wherever else for another week just to get them out to travel and see the world and see that uh, we are more than what America 
tries to make us out to be, which is criminals, rapists, and absolutely all of that bad stuff, all of that shit that I can't really deal with. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. I would love for that to be up and running in full gear. Um, Isn't I guess it? maybe I've always considered myself uh, an advisor, so I would like to be maybe getting paid from that, curating music. Um, on TV shows and movies. Well, it's a bunch of different things, but that's the one I got right now. So do you currently have a mentor? Um, I have several, and they're for different aspects of my life. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I, would, I would say, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I don't really think of these people as mentors, but I, when I think about it, like almost all of my friends are older than me by like leaps and bounds. So... I can always, anytime I have issues with something or I can't figure something out, like I can always call somebody. I'm going to be the first one to call Phil. Phil, I can't figure this shit out. Why do you think this person did this? And, you know, or why, what do you think about this? What do you think? About, you know, so I, I would say, yeah, I got, I got multiple people. So you would say that the origin of your, the origin of the relationship between you and your mentors is based in friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just based in, you know, like friendship and camaraderie and just being able to, you know, just bounce ideas off of each other like a lot of my mentors it's not like a one-way parasitic type of thing it's very symbiotic like i mean i learned a lot from them but they also sometimes learn things from me that they didn't know or just a different outlet because uh, outlook excuse me because i mean i am younger so i have a fresh take on ideas where they may be stagnant in their ways you know but my question is, have these people that you would be considering mentors, have they accomplished things that it is? That oh, you... fuck yeah. Okay. So, These what? niggas doing good. When you say doing good. <laughs> these niggas doing what about, good. What about their life is something that you want to emulate, and then how do they then help you get there? Um, I think a lot of it for me is... um. Although I'm kind of adverse to stability as a whole, um, I do like the stability that they have and that the way that everybody I know that I would consider a mentor has a business of some sort. And that business is thriving and flourishing. You know what I'm saying? So I like to look at them and I like to I like to see the moves that they make and just pick their brains on the things that they do. So that way, you know, I can I can put these into practice, into play for myself. Because um, I've, I've had a couple businesses, but they didn't really get up off the ground. So, you know, some things I'm I'm restarting over. Some things I just cut out and X'd out. Some things I'm keeping, but I'm reformatting it based on the mentorship that I have had in the past. You know, just the lessons learned. Just little things like that. So, yeah. So, I think that when I look at, like, the relationship that I have with my mentors, I think it's important to know, like, they do... Um, strengthen you, they guide you, um, they're there for support and all of that, but they don't give you the blueprint nope. on how to get there. Nope. That is not a mentor. That's not a mentor. That's somebody that's trying to control your life and doesn't give a fuck honestly about anything you want to do. They just want to tell you what to do. Like That's not what a mentor is. A mentor is going to give you advice. And, and help you along the path, but a mentor is not going to tell you, well, nigga, you do this. Exactly. And you They're be not going to tell yeah, you. No. They're not going to give you a, the proper mentor, a real mentor. It's not going to give you the roadmap to get there, but they will guide you. They will nudge you. They They're going to give you a screenshot of the general area. 
and they <laughs> when you get to a point where you really don't know or when you're lost in um, along your path to achieving whatever goal it is um, the importance of having a mentor is a lot of times the goal that you have they already have achieved um, so when you get to a place where you are kind of beginning to walk in circles mm -hmm. then they can then say hey uh, consider X Y and Z this exactly. is this, this works for what, me. What, this is what worked for me. Mm -hmm. Times have changed, so this exact thing may not work for you. Right. But some variation of this, right. uh, consider talking to this person. Consider reaching out to this foundation. Right. Consider. So this is what, um, those things are important for what mentors do. Now, my question is, can you have a mentor and A, not be teachable, or B, not respond well to constructive criticism? You mean like in general? I mean like yeah, yeah. people are hard headed and do what the fuck they want to do all the time. I mean like and and it's not even sometimes it's not about me a hard headed like I'm the type of person that uh, I'm gonna listen to what you say and I'm gonna dissect it and if it don't work for me I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do anyway and if whatever doesn't work the way that I thought it was gonna work well then well damn you did say do it like this and I didn't okay so now I know um, and I think that's also good because you can't take everything that a person says at face value again what worked for them may not work for you you know and and whew, excuse me what worked for them may not work for you and sometimes a person will teach based on what they feel works best or what they feel yeah. they know yeah, best definitely. And sometimes, you know, that person could be ignorant of your specific situation or background or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. I think it's. I think it's healthy to kind of challenge your mentor's views at times. You know, because in, in a sense, you're kind of challenging yourself. So I think that's you know. And then caveat. Y'all niggas stop getting mentors that ain't got shit. Like, don't get a motherfucker that's. Don't call a motherfucker that's your mentor and he's below you. Like, which leads me to my don't next do that. question. So I look at um, the value that the people I consider mentors are and what they add to my life. Um, and it made me step back and kind of process how I go through selecting the people whom I deem are worthy of mentorship or who have achieved something that I would like to achieve. Um, I think that it is important to, because I heard you say that, you know, most of the relationships you have with people you consider mentors began in friendship. I think it's important to, or rather, do you draw a line between the friendship and the mentorship? No. Because I think that it is important for um, your, I think it's important for your mentor not to be too friendly with you because I think mentors do have to, at some point, be um, respected enough by you to be able to check you when you're doing something wrong or doing something counterproductive that's not going to get you to that goal or doing something um, extra that really is going to take you out of, out of focus. I think that that is important. I'm just going to disagree with that only because just because you're a friends with the person doesn't mean that you don't value their opinion. If you no, that's not what that means. Don't value some or or yeah, like if you don't value someone's opinion enough to actually listen to what they have to say and take a step back and you know reevaluate the situation, mentor or friend, like you kind of have to. I think you have to a examine yourself and b examine your relationship with that person. Um, so I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with mentors becoming friends. I think that's actually better because it strengthens the relationship. Like you know what I'm saying. It, it uh, makes that person more invested in you and you them. 
you know. I so, think I would like to keep it separate. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to keep it separate because though, though friends do do some of the things that mentors do in terms of advising and all of that, like I said, there's a different respect level um, in a professional sense when it's coming from somebody whom you don't have a friendship with. Now, I'm not saying you can't do extracurricular things with your mentor, because I do extracurricular things with my mentor. Um, do I call them friends now? Yes, but I still, I think there's still levels to friendships, obviously. Right. Um, there's levels to friendships. There's a lot of people that I might call a friend, but every friend does not, does not fit in every situation you don't respond to every friend the way that you might respond to others and so I think that with having a mentor that's 10, 15, 20 years older than me I might, you know, we might be friends but the relationship that's established first is this is somebody that I respect um, you know, on a professional level um, I think that uh, I don't feel like the two are mutually exclusive how do you so then how do you select your mentors? Um, when I was younger, I used to kind of like, when I was young and kind of like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I just used to kind of see people that I kind of wanted to be or be around or, you know, I don't know, and just kind of go after actively establishing a relationship with that person. But now at this point, honestly, it's kind of interesting because a lot of, my best mentors have come into my life completely out of chance. Not that I'm believing that it is chance. I'm believing that it's, you know, me putting into the universe something I want to do and the universe putting someone in my path to help me along. But I don't really, you know, I don't really search out, like, mentors like that. Like, they just kind of pop up and I'm just be like, damn, I can learn, like, a lot from you. Like, you, you be schooling me. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. like, that you're, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't really actively search out mentors like that no more when i was younger yeah but now i don't know i think and i think that just comes a lot with being 30 like i'm just like i am you still know, a whole grown-ass man no, so you know kind of kind of conduct people, yourself as such there are people far older than 30 who will actively speak on on having a mentor and whom their mentor is not speak uh, seek oh seek. seek no still there are people who are 30 and above still actively seeking relationships with mentors um because and I think that it's important to survey what your goals are um, when it comes to uh, factoring in why you're seeking for a mentor. See, because of what you want to do or not want to do, or you don't have a specific specific vision outside of the foundation. Um, you don't have a specific vision that you want to achieve that you would need somebody who was well-versed in that, who can coach you. Me, on the other hand, I do. You know what I'm saying? And so I do have specific people <coughs> who, <coughs> 15, 20 years my senior, who have um, been to, been through some of the things that I have tried to go through educationally, um, have been, you know, so for, for instance, one of my goals once I finish is to finish grad school and I would like to become a principal of a school. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think I like children that much. Yeah, I would like to become a principal of a school. There's not many principals of schools that you speak to that will tell you that they don't have a mentor who had been in this business or in that in the position of a principal or an administrator. Um, every one of them has. Um, what is the thing? What was Jafar in Aladdin? He was a villain. He was a villain, but what was his position? Oh, he was an advisor? Yeah. Yeah. He was an advisor. He was the royal vizier. Yeah, vizier. Okay. That's the word. Um, even kings and queens have... Yeah, yeah. You got to have know, somebody to bounce your ideas off and make sure shit sounds good. Because sometimes the shit that you hear in your head sounds great. And it don't work in practice at all. Because that shit is flawed as fuck. And you don't know that it's flawed as fuck. Unless you, you know, ask somebody else. Look at Kanye. Like, <laughs> just look at Kanye. Like... Who? <laughs> Look at Kanye. Like sometimes he just like I mean a lot of shit he be he I don't even know what's wrong with your boy, but he's canceled. But but he's yeah, canceled. that's the that is. So guys, I think what I would advise you to do is to um, consider your goals, right? So in the overthought conversation, part of our segment, um, overthought segment, we discussed how to hone in on your goals, what goals or how to specifically achieve those goals and in that we talked about how important it is that you write these goals down okay so homework i'm going to be doing this frequently i see um what i challenge you to do is write down those goals right and then once you write down those goals um and these are professional goals obviously work once backwards you, nigga once you write down these professional goals what I want you to do is then go into your mental Rolodex, i.e. your iPhone. Go into your iPhone, scroll through your phone, or just kind of survey your network, okay? Once you do that, I want you to come up with a list of three to five people in your network whom you could consider to be a mentor. Um, and then pro and con, each one of those people, survey your relationship with those people, and then find out, ask yourself whether or not they fit what you think your mentor should be. Um, and then, after you do that, go after it. Begin to solidify that relationship. And when you step to these people about being, um, being your mentor, um, come at them with a plan, come at them with the goals, and then let them handle the rest in terms of coaching you and showing you... Um, exposing you to ways that you can make your goals happen okay you'll be just that much better for it i'm excited to hear back about you all's findings and how you are uh, beginning to develop your relationship with your mentors um and that's all i have for the week uh, remember it's important to achieve your goals and to achieve your goals most of the time you can never do it by yourself there has to be somebody there to support you to guide you to hold you up to help you through the hard times all of that so my essential for the week, having a mentor. JC? Um, the only thing I have is this clip that I'm going to play because, not the rant, because the rant is coming up, but it's this clip that's kind of related to, uh, you know, what we just talked about. Because I feel like you just, when you was talking, you just gave me this. Okay. This, uh, this, uh, what should we call this? I'm just gonna play this. I'm just gonna play this. 
fly in the sky. <laughs> I can go twice as high. Take a look. My nigga. Nigga. <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> I'm not just sitting here in silence. I'm giving him the gonna, hardest side gonna, eye. We're gonna come back. We're, we'll be we'll, we'll be back with JC's essential. I mean, uh, JC's <laughs> rant, and then we're gonna wrap up the show. Yep. Oh shit! What? Take a look, nigga. In a book. My nigga. <laughs> I feel like my childhood is being attacked. We're back, and uh, we're I back, just, guys. <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the show with JC's rant. So disrespectful. <laughs> I was to bring it back. I had to bring it back with the Reed Rainbow. All right, so uh, now we on the rants, people. We on the rants. 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 Uh, this rant is going to be related to the topic. It is about uh, some real nigga shit. Real nigga shit. Real nigga shit. Arvaness. Arvaness. Hashtag. And uh, let's get into it. Cause I'm sleepy. No, so, but what we're, what we're gonna talk about is um, compromise in relationships, right? So, if I'm talking to someone, like, as y'all know, like, I move around a lot, um, going to be out of the country for an extended period of time, coming up, um, you know, just little things like that. And, if I'm talking to someone, say, in the States, right, and we end up, you know, really liking each other or whatever, and, you know, that person is is doing something and, and you know, I'm doing something, I don't think that it is wise for either of us to concede our goals just to be with one another. Um in a sense, it kind of reminds me of what Will Smith talked about with him and Jada when when he was like, you know, he essentially gave up trying to make Jada happy, quote unquote. He told Jada that, you know, you're going to have to make your own self happy and then I'm going to have to make my own self happy and then we're going to have to come together in the middle with our happiness and, and make our happiness one but it can't be me trying to make you happy you know at the expense of my happiness and I feel like that's valid because if I have goals um, and I feel like I need to go out of the country for whatever reason to do this and you have goals and you feel like you need to be over here and or not leave the country or go somewhere else to do this then I feel, you know, and these, this is something that we're both strongly passionate about. I do not feel like we should concede our goals, hopes, and ideals and our dreams to, you know, be with each other. Because we are essentially forsaking something that makes us happy um, and... On a, on a uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Separately, and, and hoping that us dashing our dreams is going to, you know, lead out 
best in the future. And so let me say that in that, that is not compromised because it's it's rarely ever going to be a situation where both parties can actually meet in the middle, especially depending on, you know, the stages of their life. And can you understand what I'm saying? Like, like when often cases, one person gives up more than the other to or one, yeah, one person gives up. Yeah, one person gives up more than the other in the effort to further their relationship, and that in and of itself is that's the opposite of compromise. You're sacrificing a part of what you want to do for another, for another's dreams, hopes, and aspirations. And while that can, you know, actually be ideal, or what's the word, or 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 uh, expected. And when you have things like, say, children, just going into a relationship, two adults, I, I don't feel like one should do that because it always leads to resentment on one part, on one person's part. Um, I feel like if I need to go over to London for four, five, six months and do whatever I need to do, then I need to do that. If you need to be in Tennessee or fucking Memphis or New York or fucking Africa, for five or six months or a year even or however long, you know, you need to do that. And, you know, maybe, you know, down the line we'll be able to meet in the middle. Um, obviously, you know, if, if I'm going to be in London and, you know, we'll, I, I still want to talk to you, I still want to see you. So, you know, if possible, you know, you come visit me, you know, chill over, you know, chill in London for like a week or two. You know, we can spend time together that way. Um and then, you know, I can do the same for you. And I feel like in that sense, the rela- it builds a stronger relationship because now it's like, you know, okay, we're taking time out of our schedules. We're not delaying our goals. We're not delaying the things that we want to do. But what we're doing is we're taking time away. We're, take- we're carving out a section of time where essentially you could be doing anything else in the world but you would rather be with me and you would rather spend time with me or I you and and that is way better of a compromise or way better it's that's more definitive of what a relationship is a working healthy functional relationship than what um then 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 the whole oh I'ma dash my whole hopes and dreams and just be like fuck this shit throw about a wayside and I'ma come live over with you in Africa for a year um because that's where you are. No, because like well, what about what about me? Like what am I supposed to do? Like what am I how does this work? Because now I've 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 essentially alienated everything that I know and that was working towards in in, in hopes and support of your dream, which is fine if that's what you want to do. Like, you understand? But uh, most people are not so subservient in that, in that nature, aspect, and manner that that would not have detriment to, you know, themselves or their self-esteems or their psyches or whatever. It just doesn't work like that. And I feel like that is something that was lost in translation when we in the in the Western society decided that, you know, I don't know. 
let me not demonize monogamy. Um, let's not do that. But I just, nah, I just feel that. like that was a concept that is just not okay. And it, and at first, it was mainly always the woman that was supposed to be, uh, or was expected to give up herself to align and meld into her husband or her mates, fiance, boyfriend, whatever ideals and dreams and hopes and goals and not focus on herself. You understand what I'm saying? Like it just it's just not you know, and then I think, you know, as as times progressed, you know, of course it stopped being just women and, you know, sometimes men give up things to do for their for their women as well, instead of women giving up to do for their men, you know. Um this 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 idea that we're supposed to like I don't know sacrifice our everything for the person that we are quote unquote in love with or interested in. It's just like this vestige of fucking like I don't know. It's archaic and it can be extremely detractive and and it it could just really like I said it, it could just really fuck with you especially if you're not ready and willing to do that and you feel like you're being pushed to do that it could definitely like um it could definitely fuck with your psyche so yeah that's my thing just my thoughts are just be very very careful when making quote unquote sacrifices or um life moves based on someone else's life you know if if you can be in Tennessee and 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 I I find that whatever I wanted to do in London can be done in London I mean can be done actually in Tennessee and I can be just as happy and get just as much accomplished and maybe put London off until later time until a later time, yes, then that's okay. But if me personally, you know, I, I feel like I need to go to London or Spain or fucking Portugal, wherever, to complete this, and I've always had my eyes set on this and this is something that I always wanted to do, then then no, by all means, you have to take your ass over and do what the fuck you're supposed to do because at the end of the day, what's going to end up happening is this person is going to, you know, have their dream and goal or whatever else accomplished and, you know, you're going to be sitting over there in the corner on the couch. (laughs) Like, what about me? Like, you know, how do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, or it's just, it's just, to me, it's just not a good ideal or concept to 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 play into um you you should have your own thing your your mate should have their own thing and then you guys should be able to meet in the middle and uh, another thing that i would like to delve into is the idea of time time space economics so some people would be like well what if, that's too much time. Okay, first of all, you have all the time in the world. Death is certain. So, I mean, like, just let's not worry about the finality of things. Let's not worry about the end of your life. Let's worry about the pages in between. Let's not, you know, let's not worry about the end of the book. Let's worry about the chapters therein. So, if y'all are supposed to be and y'all are meant to be, then during this time of mutual 
um, self-finding and self-fulfillment. You guys, when that is over and it is time for you guys to combine your efforts and your energies and all the things that you've learned, when that's all said and done, you guys will be together. I strongly believe in that um, because what's meant to be will be and a tie that is strong cannot be broken. It cannot be cut. It cannot be severed. So let that go. And it's okay even if you guys are apart and you guys find someone okay this is coming from the poly person now but like if you guys find another person who is not the person that you thought you were going to be with while you're somewhere else you understand what i'm saying that that's okay because then that means as bitter of a pill this might be as bitter of a pill this might be to swallow to some of y'all like that means that you didn't care about that person the way that you thought you did in the first place if you can go over there and completely build a life and just never look back, then that person was not as important to you as you thought in the first fucking place. And that is okay. A lot of people would be like, well, that's selfish. It's fine. It's perfectly okay to be selfish. That is a survival skill, okay? That is needed to keep you and yours running. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. Um, so that I don't these this ideal this I this 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 anti selfish movement that shit gotta go like it's okay to be selfish and want what you want because at the end of the day self preservation is of the utmost importance so let's just you know unpack that and leave that right there on the table and put it in a frame for you to see. But don't just feel like you have to be tied to this one person or you guys are always supposed to be together X, Y, and Z because sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Sometimes that's just an ideal that you're placing out into the universe, which is fine, but that person may not have the same ideal to place out into the universe. So now again, here we go with this idea of compromise, quote unquote. You're compromising your life experiences and shutting off a part of yourself that should be open in hopes that another person will do the same. And again, that comes with communication as well. You guys, if that's, this is what you really think you want, you have to be honest and say, hey, like, I really, I know I'm moving across the world and you're moving across the world, but let's keep in touch. I really, I really like you and, and this is really special. And let's make sure that we keep in touch with each other. You understand what I'm saying? And then hold up your end of the bargain. If you're holding up your end of the bargain and the other person isn't, well, then guess what? God damn it. It is not meant to be. That You are not as important to that person as that person is to you. And that is fine. That is completely okay. That is fine. That is fine. That is fine. But just make sure that, ooh, I ran long. This is almost 15 minutes. So I'm going to end it. But yeah, guys, just definitely make sure that you take care of self before trying to take care of anything or anyone else. Focus on your goals before compromising. Adios. So, overthinkers, what's pop? You know what? Surprisingly, I have nothing to say. I think that you covered that well. Um, I think that it is important to, especially within your um, 20s. Surprisingly, I have <laughs> Within your 20s, I think it's important that you are laying the groundwork to solidify your future professionally, um, financially, emotionally, all of that. And I think it is important for your own emotions and your own mental stability 
to make sure that your needs are met, that your goals are reached, um, and that you don't feel like a failure. Because if you have not achieved those by 30, a lot of times we have the problem of uh, being our worst critic, critic, excuse me, and bashing ourselves over the head when we set these goals and 30 rolls around and we have not reached them. And I can only imagine that it feels worse when the reason that you have not reached those goals isn't necessarily because of you, but because you have vested the same energy that you should have been putting into your own goals somebody into else. somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, I think that was well covered. I don't think there's much more to be said about that. JC, do you have anything to leave with the people this week? Um, uh, nothing really, nothing except, except this, because uh, I just feel like it's, it was very important to the topic at hand, and it's that real shit, yo. <laughs> All right, y'all, we'll be back next week. Talk to y'all later. Bye. My Throughout all the profanity and uh, ruining your childhood that was an important message, please read books, man. Read, man. You want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. Except DMX, because he just made this Reading Rainbow song. So, And he off crack now. So, All right. Take it easy. Bye, y'all. guys. Bye-bye.